0: church y'all ready for the word all right choose wisely choose wisely we're gonna figure out where god wants your head at amen he, Where where you want your head at as as far as uh like spiritually speaking how you uh how you operate right here where you are right as you are i believe that the lord has a wonderful uplifting message for you because everything he does is good amen everything he does is good and it's always for you and your benefits so let's pray and just thank the lord for always going to do for us this morning father we thank you for your word your word is always true always on time thank you for blessing the people that have come in here father that you would you would open up their minds and their hearts to receive all that you have for them thank you for for loving us right where we are thank you for uh qualifying us by the blood of jesus to be here this morning that we thank you for uh, making us better as we leave here than when we came in here this morning, Father. Give us hope, a confident expectation of good in Jesus' name, let the church say Amen. All right, let's dive right in. So let's go to uh, Galatians. Galatians is one of my favorite books in the Bible. Um, I I love Romans, Galatians, Ephesians, all those early Bible uh, books that Paul wrote because Paul was coming from a religious side of it and his eyes were opened by grace as we saw last week. And, um, and I love that God chose him to be able to speak and, and and clearly identify where we are today. Amen. Are you under law or are you under grace today, church? Grace. we we clear to see that in scripture. So Paul says this. He says, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. Anything that is not the grace of Christ is a different gospel. We saw this last week, and now we're going to expound on it, all right? Uh, Which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. Pervert it. So what perverts the gospel of Jesus? And when you start to bring the law back in, when you start to tell people they got to keep the law, you, you, you got to go back and you got to memorize the Ten Commandments, you got to live by the Ten Commandments, guess what? You are perverting the grace of God. See it? If you introduce the law. That's why he's marveling at him. He's like, whoa. I get all excited with the clicker. That's why he was like, man, I'm Marvel. I'm just dumbfounded. I cannot believe that you guys heard this message about the grace of Jesus and you let these guys come back in and try to reintroduce the law to you. You see that? The Bible says that's perverting the gospel. So what happens when you do that? We'll see in just a second. It's not another. Some to trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you, Then what we have preached to you, let him be cursed. Paul says, man, if you're going to bring back in this, 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 the law, if you're going to reintroduce the law, let that person be accursed. That's how important it is, guys. If you sit under law, it brings death. It makes you feel like you can't do anything right. It makes you feel like why try to go to church? Why? Unless you're going to do it for a social event, right? You're going to meet people every week that you don't see. But, but your relationship with Jesus, your relationship with God the Father, it, 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 you feel like you disappoint them all the time. And the more you keep trying to do something, you keep disappointing them, you're going to walk away. You're going to just give up. Like, why try? Anybody else? That's what I did when I was younger, when I was in high school. And I just kept getting beaten down, beaten down. With the, I knew I was bad. I knew the things I, I was doing were not godly. But to come to a place where I could have some hope and be told how ungodly I was made me want to run because I could never measure up. Amen? And the kids like that become pastors. (laughs) I can promise you when I was in high school, this was the last thing. (laughs) I had all kinds of ideas. I tried to jump in that well didn't work it did work i'm right where i should be all right uh as we have said before so now i say again if anyone preaches now you might say this is just for preachers but let me tell you something anytime you post something anytime you sit on the uh, at a lunch with some friends you are preaching the gospel what gospel are you preaching this ain't just for me and pastor Dwayne. anybody can preach that's why paul includes us. we even if we um if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. It is a double curse on somebody that preaches something that is not the grace of God. Now Satan has turned that around, hasn't he? And he makes it seem like if you preach the grace of God, you're a uh, yeah, you're a heretic. But that's exactly what Paul is talking about here. That's why Satan will use religion to try to turn you. Why does Satan want you under the law? Because the law condemns you. The law makes you feel like you're not worthy. That's why Satan wants you there. Amen? It's control. It's mind control. But man, you're going to see through Scripture that that's not where you are. Amen? So let's go to Galatians 3. Galatians 3, same thing, same book, right? Same book. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified? That's the finished work. So Paul's like, man, who has come in here and put a spell on you, right? Put a spell on you that you won't obey the truth. Well, what's the truth? That's important, right? We got to know what it is. Well, we just saw chapter one. How many guys know chapter one comes before chapter three? So Paul's already addressed that, right? It's the grace of Christ. That's the truth. And so before whose eyes Jesus clearly, he died for you. He died for your sins he paid for it. Now that's interesting because that's what he's saying is the truth. The finished work of Jesus. Right? This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law? Did you do it by your performance? Did you receive the Holy Spirit by keeping the law? Did you receive the Holy Spirit by performing well for God? You did not. You cannot. Amen? All right. Or, or by the hearing of faith, hearing of faith. Are you so foolish having begun in the spirit? Are you now being made perfect by the flesh? The word flesh, there's literally self-effort. Are you being made perfect by what you do? Now that's a rhetorical question. If somebody was in that audience and said, yeah, I'm doing that, Paul. He'd be been like, dude, you didn't understand the question. Sit back down. You know, there's always that guy, right? just sit back down, right? Are you not being made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Does God work miracles in your life by what you do, or does he do it by your faith? He does it by your faith, right? So so you you can't say, I'm keeping this law, I'm keeping this law. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna steal. I'm not gonna kill. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know, hook up with every girl I see. I'm not gonna do any of that. I'm not gonna lust. I'm not gonna look at a chick. Dude, you can say that all you want to, but see, when I drive down University Avenue and I see somebody running down the street, where's Kelly? It's just human nature, guys. And don't, don't leave a brother hanging up here. I ain't on my own. Y'all just lying. Some of y'all like, it could be a guy in a kilt. You'd be like, oh, wow. Oh! Right? <laughs> Whoo! But it's human nature. But you can either focus on where you fail or you can focus on, man, by faith, I'm completely forgiven. I can rise up out of my sin and do something for the Lord because it's not about my performance. It's about my faith. I believe I'm forgiven. But have you ever condemned yourself for what you just did? And then you felt like you couldn't do anything? That's condemnation. You put yourself back under the law. Guys, this is so important. We have two lifestyles. You got to choose wisely. You can choose to be under faith or you can choose to be under performance. And I'm telling you, under performance is where the devil wants you. Under performance means he can control you because it's based on your failing. We fail every day. But by faith, we're, we're righteous. We believe it. I'm justified by the blood of Jesus. Well, how can you say that? You just sinned. My sins are covered by the blood of Jesus. That's what it means. Amen? Why am I yelling? I do get excited about this. stuff. All right. So uh, just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteous. That's That's faith. You just believe him. If, if, if God says you are justified, thank you. I, I don't know how. I don't understand it. I know it was by the blood of Jesus. I don't know why. I don't know how you can love me so much. I question that all the time. How? How, how can he love me so much knowing what I've done? But by faith, I just say thank you. Thank you. Don't question his love for you. Thank him for loving you that much. The more you know you're forgiven, the more you will love. And the less you know you're forgiven, the less relationship you're going to have. But when I start to think about all my great failures, I'm like, thank you, Lord, that you love me so much in spite of who I am, was. All right. uh, Therefore, know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham and the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by what? By faith. God justified the non Jews by faith. That that's old Testament right there. Way back when God saw, see foreseeing God knows everything. He's not about time. Foreseeing God would justify the Gentiles by faith, by faith. Right? Right. Preach the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, In you all the nations shall be blessed. So then, this is very important. Those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. If you are of faith, you are blessed. If you are of faith, if you simply believe, you're blessed. That's the first option. Here's the second option. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the? cursed of faith you're blessed of works of the law you're cursed you see it and don't. this is very interesting a lot of religious people don't see this for as many as are of the works of the law it doesn't say if you break the law you're cursed think about that it doesn't say if you if you mess up your curse it says if you try to be justified by keeping the law you're under the curse Amen? Most people think if you break the law, you're going to be cursed. No, it says if you try to keep the law for justification, you're cursed. You see that? I got good news for you. Anybody like good news? I like good news. All right. But that no one, no one is justified by the law. In the sight of God is evident for the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Faith. We live by faith, yet the law is not of faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Right? So, so if, if 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 you're going to a church where they all they want to do is make it about you, you failed, you failed, you failed. You shall not, you shall not, you shall not. Guess what? That's not a faith. They're actually cursing you. If I'm in that church, I'm like, I'll receive none of that. Oh, y'all crazy. No, I wouldn't say that, man. (laughs) It'd be awesome, though. That's what I want to do, right? But we don't always do what we want to do. Yet the law is not of faith. Think about that. If the law is not of faith, then you can't please God by trying to keep the law. That's what it's saying. All right. Um, Yet the law is not of faith, but the man who does them shall live by them. Christ has Now, I went to GHS. Is has, past, present, or future. You guys are so smart, man. They didn't have virtual school back when I was in school. My teachers would have put me in it, I'm quite sure, because they didn't want to see me. I was not the greatest. Um, But Christ has, has redeemed us. That means he bought us back. He redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. That's what Christ did for us. Christ could have died. He could have died. It doesn't say that Christ had to die on a cross to save us our sins, right? It's not Christ, It's not the cross. It's his blood. It's his shed blood. So he could have been stoned to death, and it would have saved us of our sins. He could have had that crown. Beaten on them, blood come down, even that one little drop of that blood could have saved the world from their sins. Why then was he put on a cross? Because he was redeeming us from the law. Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to those who believe. Believe. That's faith. You believe he did it for you. That's faith. So if Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, now the context is talking about Abraham, right? Let me show you something in Deuteronomy 28. That's where you find all the blessings of Abraham and all the curses of Abraham. There's 14 blessings, verses on blessings, 54 on cursing. You choose. Amen. Let's just go through some of the the blessings real quick. And all these blessings shall come upon you. And I love that. Somebody needs to write a song like that. Overtake you overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Now, now it's old covenant. Now it's all about the law. Now it's, if you obey the law, you get all this stuff. If you don't obey the law, you get nothing. You get the opposite. It's worse. It's a curse. Okay? But remember, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. So, but we get, He didn't redeem us from the blessings. He redeemed us from the curses. We have the blessings of Abraham. And these are them, right? Some of them. Uh, blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. That means if you're in Gainesville, you're blessed. If you're in Fort White, you're blessed. Waldo, Miganobi, all them little cities. Wherever you go, you bring the blessings of God. Amen? Um, blessed shall be the fruit of your body. I mean, look. <laughs> the produce of your ground and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, the offspring of your flocks, blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. That means your job, your where your income comes from, all your pets, your cats, your rabbits, your chickens, whatever y'all got, it's all there, right? Um, blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. That means when you go in somewhere and it's got a bad vibe, by the time you leave, it's got a good vibe and you are blessed because the blessing is not the location. The blessing is you. Yes. The Lord will strike you with consumption. Now this is a curse. Who wants to be struck with consumption? I, I put that word in here, by the way. Uh, it's a it's a disease of the lungs. It's like tuberculosis. And all that. That's, that sounds fun. Right. But but it's a it's a curse. The Lord will strike you. Now, if you do not keep all of God's commandments, this will happen. These are the things you can say. Consumption with fever, with inflammation, with severe burning fever, with the sword, with the scorching and with mildew. Uh, they shall pursue you until you perish. Talking about your enemies. Isn't that crazy? And you drop down a couple verses. Verse 27, the Lord will strike you with boils of Egypt. Remember the play? Right. Uh, with tumors with with the scab and with the itch from which you cannot be healed. It's funny when you bring up itching, everybody starts going. But you can't be healed from it. Uh, Oh, here we go. Then you drop down to verse 59. Then then the Lord will bring upon you and your descendants extraordinary plagues, great and prolonged plagues, and serious and prolonged sicknesses, right? Moreover, he will bring back on you all the diseases of Egypt, of which you were afraid, and they shall cling to you. Also, oh, oh, well, what if somebody says, well, my disease is new, right? Right? My, this, this is a new sickness. It's, 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 it's different than what's out there. Nobody knows what's going on with me and my body. The doctors can't figure it out. Verse 61. And every sickness and every plague which is not written in the book of the law <laughs> will the Lord bring upon you until you are destroyed. God's like, in case you didn't get the point, in case you try to come back later and say, hey, what about this one? It's covered. He's like, read the print. But these are all cursing. Now, you can read these things. You can read these curses with joy, knowing that Christ has redeemed you, or you can read them with fear and go, I don't want that. We know people, Bobby, I know you guys are struggling with your dad, right? He he got them cancer symptoms, but he's healed. Amen? Say amen, church. He is healed. We've seen it happen. We're believing it. But, man, all this stuff comes, and people will say, you know, the reason why is because, you know, he sinned all his life or whatever, and, and, and so he, you know, God just gave him this to get his attention. Have you ever heard that? God gave somebody this disease to get their attention. Do you think a loving God, would you do that to your own kids? Hey, son, take some cancer. I'm going to teach you how to wash the dishes. Why do we think God would do that to us? That's not who God is. Here's another one, man. This one, Deuteronomy 28, 32. We'll go back up a little bit. Your sons and your daughters shall be given to other people. You know what that means? That means your son and your daughter could be living in your own house, but they're off somewhere on social media doing something else, man. They're just running. Their mind is running crazy. They're in your house, but they're not with you. Any parents ever feel like that? That's a curse. That's a curse of the law. And your eyes shall look and fail with longing for them all day long. Anybody been in that spot? Yeah. And there shall be no strength in your hand. It's like it's like it's out of your control. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can say. That's a result of the curse. The last curse in Deuteronomy 28 is this. The last one. Christ. Oh, ooh, that's, that's a good one. Uh, the last one is here. And the Lord will take you back to Egypt in ships. By the way of which I said to you, you shall never see it again. And there you shall be offered for sale to your enemies as male and female slaves. And no one will buy you. That's bad. You a slave for sale, like these Hebrews were, no one will buy them. That's the lowest of the low. Not even people want to pay for them. They're just stuck there. No one will buy them. That's the last curse. No one will buy them. Look up the word buy there, and you'll see it's the word redeem. No one will buy you under law, under law, but under grace, Christ did buy you. Christ did redeem you. Christ did think enough of you to go and get you. That's the good news, church. We're not under the law anymore. We're not under those curses anymore. We had the blessings of Abraham. It's who we are, and it's not because we're good. It's because he's good. So Christ did redeem us from the curse of the law. That's why he hung on a cross and didn't just die some other way. There was a reason that he had to hang on a cross and it was so that we could be done with the curse of the law. Beautiful, right? We read that. Look at verse 14. Why did Christ die on a tree, on a cross? That the blessings of Abraham might come upon the non-Jews. The Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith, faith, faith. That's who we are. That's where we are. That's why Christ died on the cross. So now the law, the law was never meant for us. The law wasn't written to Gentiles. It was written to Jews. So why do we come to church, unless you're going to a synagogue, we go to all these churches, Baptist, Methodist, Catholic, What? The, and they put you in the law, it was never for you. I'm not going to say I dare you, but if you ever go to another church, kindly ask the people that. Why I got to memorize the Ten Commandments? It was never for me. I'm not under the commandments. Why do I need to memorize it? Why do my kids need to do that? Now, I understand, just give them the chocolate bar, but don't make them memorize the, the, the ministry of death. The ministry of condemnation. Why don't you have them memorize John 3.16? Why are we so focused on the law and not John 3.16? We're want we, we we're so busy telling people where they fail and how bad they are, we forget to tell them how good God is and how much he loves them. And that's the good news. That's what people need to hear. I don't need to come to church to be beat up. I beat myself up. All right, so we're going to run through a few verses here real quick. So, oh, but that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident, for the just shall live by faith. Yet the law is not of faith, but the man who does them shall live by them. Now, this is the two different lifestyles. You can can live by faith or you can live by your performance. And I want to show you a few examples. We're going to to swing through them really quick. Okay. But look at the word faith here. Faith or live. Sorry, live, 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 live. It's Zao, right? To live, to breathe, to be among the living. You're like, got it, right? But there's so much more, man. When you read Greek words and Hebrew words, there's so much more in those things than than we have in our words, right? I try to speak all. You know, I try to use my my love language with my wife sometimes, and I, and I try to like I'm like I'm doing a hallmark card or something, and I jack it up. She's like, just stop. Just be you. I'm like, what's up, girl? She's like, yeah, that's it right there. (laughs) By the way, Valentine's Day is coming up, people. I don't participate in it because it's a pagan holiday. You guys are like, yeah, preach. (laughs) It was developed by Hallmark. I mean, come on, man. They're making money off of you guys. do not send me an email ladies all right to have true life and worthy of the name active active guys blessed endless in the kingdom of God look at these uh, look at this this one right here to be fresh strong efficient active powerful efficacious all those full of vigor that's what that's what uh, this life is talking about. The life that we can have with Christ that we have right now. But if we're under the curse, if we're under the law, we can't feel that. But when you're free and you're living by faith, that's what you have. The just shall live by faith. Live. Zao, you should be strong by faith. You should be powerful by faith. You see that? Beautiful. Two lifestyles, man. We just saw them. You you get to choose. Every day you get to choose. And, And let me just tell you something. Even though you get to choose, it doesn't change the truth. Because you are justified by faith. But if the enemy can get in your head and make you think that you're not, then he gets you in this realm over here where you're cursed and you feel cursed. But it's not true. It's all in your head. Because the truth is by the blood of Jesus, we are justified. So you you get to choose every morning. You get to guard against those thoughts. Amen? Look at this. Matthew 9, 28. These are going to be real quick stories you're probably familiar with. And when he had come into the house, The blind men uh, came to him and Jesus said to them, do you believe that I am able to do this? Blind men came to him, right? They said to him, yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes saying, according to your faith, your faith, your faith, according to your faith, let it be to you. According to your faith, he healed them. But it was according to their faith. Now, people will say, hey, man, they're blind for a reason. They did something. Remember that story where the, um, where the where the Pharisees were questioning this guy that got, you know, he, he was blind. And they said, was it his parents or his fault that he was born blind? His sin, right? And, and people were like, how could it be his sin if, if he was in the womb? Right? That doesn't make any sense. What, was he cussing in there? Like, mom, stop eating that nasty stuff. Right? Right? You, you religion makes it, see, if you step back, you're like, that's just dumb, right? How can it be his fault that he was born blind? Doesn't make any sense. But Jesus said, man, let it be according to your faith. And they were healed. So look at this. And, and, oh, and sin was never an obstacle. You notice that when Jesus healed people, he didn't, he didn't say, hey, man, what about this when you did this back in the past, right? My, my biggest fear was when I get to heaven, God's going to be like, hey, man, you remember on uh, November 27th, 1988? At Citizens Field, I'm going to be like, no. Do you? Right? And you always thought it was going to be on the billboard and everybody behind you was going to be like, "Dang, I can't did that. Right? Anybody ever had that feeling? It's not true. It's not true. You know what? When you get to heaven, if you make it, if you, if you try to tell God, 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 I'm here because I did this, I did this, I did this, that's going to be a bad day for you. But when you get to heaven, you say, God, I'm here because of Jesus. That's a good day right there, baby. He goes, you get it. You get it. It is about my son, not about what you do. All right, look at this, Matthew 15, 28. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Your faith. Great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. Church, hear that. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. This is a Canaanite woman. He said, great is your faith. Only two people in scripture did Jesus say, great is your faith. About two people. One was a Canaanite woman. Another was a centurion soldier. Right? One a woman, one a soldier. They had something in common. I'm going to show you. Let's look at the soldier. The satyrian answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof. But only speak. Only speak a word. And my servant will be healed, for I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this one, Go, and he goes, and to another, Come, and he comes, and to my servant, Do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled, and he said to those who followed, Surely I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. Two people, he said, had great faith. And you know what the one thing they had in common was? They were not Jewish. They were not under the law. They had no idea where they failed. All they knew was Jesus. That's it. And and Jesus said that's great faith. Isn't that beautiful? Don't look at the law. Look at Jesus. All them times. Say it again, Pop. All them times. Look to Jesus, the author and finisher. That means he knew it from the beginning. And he sees it already as it ends. And it's good for you. Always. All right, so he got in the boat, crossed over, and came to his own city. Then behold, they brought to him a paralytic man lying in the bed. When Jesus saw, what did Jesus see? He saw their faith. Are you getting that here? Faith. He saw their faith. Uh, And and he said to the paralytic, son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you. Now, wait a minute. Did the guy get dropped down to be forgiven? He got dropped down to be healed. And the Pharisee said, who is this that can forgive sins? Right? And Jesus said, Jesus said this, man. He he said, so that God would get the glory, my father would get glory, I'm going to show to you that I have the power to forgive sins. See, it wasn't about healing. That wasn't mentioned. It was the power to forgive sins. That means that, that the more you know you're forgiven, If you know you're forgiven, it will be demonstrated in your healing. You see that? Demonstrated in your healing. That's good stuff right there. Amen? Preach it, pastor! All right. Oh. Oh this is the woman that reached out right by faith but Jesus turned around and when he saw her he said be of good cheer daughter your faith your faith your faith has made you well and the woman was made well from that very hour immediately it says immediately but it was her faith church faith live by faith live by faith stop focusing on your performance and start focusing on your believing believe what Jesus says even if you have the faith of a mustard seed, speak it out anyway. Believe it. If you can't see it, speak it. Speak it. Watch what happens. <clears throat> My voice is healed. Kelly loves this because when I get home, I can't talk. She's like, thank you, Jesus. All right. Psalm 91. Anybody worried about that coronavirus? Anybody worried about airplanes? Falling down, anybody worried about Terrorism sicknesses, diseases. Psalm 91 is for you, church. You can make it personal too, man. I love it. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Secret place is a place of grace. It's a place of resting under God's wings. Just sitting, resting. Now, physically, we're like, how does that happen? It's more of a spiritual thing, man. You got to know who you are and whose you are. You got to know who's your protector. I get on the plane and I fly out to Vegas or wherever I go for my job. Man, I'll, I'll hit the top of that plane. Thank you, Father. Because I'm on this plane, it's going to land well. It's going to land well. It gets all like, you know, jump in the air. Remember that time I told you I had a lady sitting next to me and we got jump in. She, she like grabbed my arm. I'm like, it's okay. This plane ain't nothing going to happen to it. You know why? She goes, why? I said, because I'm on it. You know what like I can say? I know who's with me. And I did tell her that part too. It wasn't all about me. So, girl. Um. All right. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and in Him I will trust. That's faith. In Him you will trust. Not in the media. James and I were just talking about this. Man, they're making this thing sound like it's going to take out half the population of the world. Like, and you and you always see the CDC guys on the news. They're like, it's really not that big of a thing, threat, right? But all you hear in you're gonna die. You're gonna die. You gotta walk around with a mask on because you're gonna die. <laughs> Don't buy your kids any toys because they all come from China. <laughs> you're gonna die. <laughs> Y'all hear that, right? You you feel like the, you feel like you could catch it just by sneezing. I told you I went to the movies with Bella, man, and, and and these people were hacking. I'm like, Bella, we got to go. I ain't got time to catch this virus. <laughs> but It's not, man, it won't come near you, church. We speak by faith, right? <clears throat> surely, not hopefully, not if I'm good, surely he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers. And under his wings, you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You know what the truth is? It's when you speak it, speak it. Speak that truth out. Satan says, man, you're going to get sick and die. You a lie. I'm under the shadow of the almighty. Amen. I'm protected. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. None of that, none of that. If if it seems crazy and chaotic out there and it makes you fear, God did not give you a spirit of fear. You stand up on your faith and you say, I'm okay, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to live through this. I'm going to have life and have life more abundantly. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not, say shall not shall not come near you church it won't and you start speaking out by faith like this man and and all of a sudden your faith starts to grow that fear starts to go away and again it's faith it's not your performance that gives you this that qualifies you for this when the devil says who are you you say i'm the one that jesus redeemed that's who i am that's who i am amen I I ain't trying to be somebody. I am redeemed. I have been bought back. If Satan tries to bring those curses back up to you and say the reason this is happening is because of what you did. You say that's not for me, Satan. It's not for me. I am the one that Jesus redeemed. That's who I am. You start saying that, Satan has no words to say to you. In here, if he's talking to you physical, you might need some more help. (laughs) Pastor D would be happy to sit with you. I don't mess with that stuff. I sit in the room counseling, I hear (laughs) I'm like (laughs) You on your own cat. (laughs) I don't mess with that stuff. Here's Pastor Dwayne's phone number. I text it to you. (laughs) We're gonna wrap it up right here. So what kind of life do you want? Do you want a performance based life or do you want a life of faith? A life of faith, vigor, strength. You get to choose that church. So this is the verse, the last the verses that started this whole thing. So then those who are of faith are blessed. Choose to be of faith. Choose to live that blessed life. Or you can try to do it by your performance and feel the curse, the condemnation, the guilt, the shame. Whoo, church, that was a lot, eh, amen. Are y'all blessed? Stand up and give Jesus the praise. Give Jesus the praise. The one who deserves all of it. All of it. Jesus redeemed you. Say, I am the one Jesus redeemed. And keep speaking that out, church, because it's who you are. Don't let the world get in here. Don't let the world try to divide you and your thoughts. Satan is the one that creates that confusion. There's no confusion for us. We know who we are. We know where we are. We're under the wings of Almighty God. He's your protector. There's no fear for you. And and don't let anybody say, you better accept Jesus today. Because you could die at that red light right there. And if there's one sin that you had that you didn't confess, you're going to hell. That's a lie. Christ died for all your sins. Dwayne and I had a conversation with a guy that we know, and he was struggling with that. He's like, man, what if there's an unconfessed sin? The Bible tells you how to be saved, church. It says if you confess Jesus, not your sin, confess Jesus with your mouth and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And not just saved for the day, forever. You're not saved based on your confession of sin. You are saved based on your confession of Jesus. You going to catch me? Just okay is not okay. All going you'll be trying to catch me. I'm trying to catch you. End up in the hospital, but I won't, in Jesus' name. I'm gonna be Pastor deal Because you know it gets crazy about this time. Um, I would like to present an opportunity to you. If everybody would just bow their head, I'll pray the prayer over you. Um, you can all of us just repeat after each other, after me, and uh, I'll pray the the prayer that that God has laid out so simply to. To save us, not just save us from our sins, but from, from stinking thinking, right? I mean, Christ has done so much for us. So much for us. And it, God made it simple to be saved. Reli- religion has hijacked it. Made it very difficult. Make make take that 12-week class to understand what it means to be saved. God put it in one verse. You know, you know what I mean? It's crazy. But I want... You to just repeat after me, if you uh, if you would. So everybody, bow your head. Every eye closed. Every head bowed. Just Father, we thank you for your great love for us. Thank you for your Son, Jesus. Father, I confess Jesus. With my mouth. And I believe. That you raised him. From the dead. He is alive today. He lives today. Therefore I live. Today. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for not holding my past against me. I receive your goodness. It is your goodness that has caused me to change my mind. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, would you just raise your hand and celebrate and be awesome. Awesome, 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 awesome. Awesome, If that was your first time praying that prayer, I would love to sit with you for a few minutes after church and just kind of talk to you. and. And we do it like in a quick conversation, not in a 12-week class. Amen? Aren't you? It, amen? We don't have to go to no new members class or any of that. We'd love to pray with you and just remind you of who you are and how much you love. Um, if you're looking for a church, this is who we are. This is what we believe, whether it's he or I preaching. you at that proper English right there. What? Doesn't matter who preaches. You're going to hear the same message. We believe, we know what Christ has done for us, and we're going to speak that out. We can't go back. We Can not Can you go back to another church in here or something like that? We don't receive it. It's not for you. If that's the kind of church you want to be a part of, all you have to do is come down here and fill out this piece of paper down here and let us know that's what, that's what your desire is, to be a part of this church. Um, we are baptizing next Sunday. Yes. Yes, we are. We're going to have that baptismal out here. Uh, if anybody if, if anybody wants to be baptized next Sunday and has not, uh, let me know after church and we'll add you to the list. It'll be a good time, good family time of, of uh, baptism. So that's next Sunday. Just get with me if you haven't been baptized and would like to be. And All right. So the way we close it out here, Pastor Dwayne prays a blessing over you. All you have to do is receive it. You saw all the blessings in Deuteronomy 28 that we have. We currently have right now. That's what he prays over you. And the way we receive it is by saying amen. You're saying, when you say amen, you're saying, God, let it be to me
1: as Pastor Dwayne is speaking, as you're speaking through him. Amen? All right. Amen. Let's pray, church. Heavenly Father, we thank you for for just reminding us of of who you are, God, and whose we are. We thank you, Father, for the blessings, Father, that that you have laid out for us, Lord, the blessings of Abraham that we receive by faith. In Jesus Christ, God, we believe you. We trust your word. We thank you, Father, just for blessing us with the opportunity to come to worship you today, to come uh, to share testimony, hear testimony, to be touched by you, Father, to experience you, Father, today. We thank you, Father, for the opportunities to fellowship one with another in the Commune with you today, Father. We bless you and we thank you, Lord, for all the many blessings you've bestowed upon us. That you've spoken out, that you've you've spoken and you've promised to us, God. We walk by faith. We receive them by faith, Father. And I just speak life and health and faith over this body of believers, Father, and every household represented in this place. Thank you, Father, for equipping us with the gospel, with the truth, Father. We thank you, Father, for setting us free from redeeming us, Father, by the blood of the lamb we thank you father for the forgiveness and we thank you father for the healing we thank you father for everything that you have already gone before us and provided and laid out for us to receive by faith lord thank you for equipping us with this word that we can go out of this place with and we can share with others father so that they too can hear and believe and receive and walk by faith we bless you and thank you in jesus name let the church say amen amen we are dismissed